You're listening to The Authenticity Show, where you get to eavesdrop on great conversations about health, creativity, and the quest for excellence. Your hosts are Carlos Casados and Satch Purcell. Our guest today is Scott Ware. Now, Scott Ware is the editor of Radiance Magazine, which is a free metaphysical and holistic health magazine, and he also has his own podcast called The Ware With All. Scott came over to my house, and he and Carlos and Satch talked about all manner of things spiritual, so open-minded skeptics, let's dive right in. So I'm going to start, Scott, with a question. Okay. Now, I understand you are a producer, editor of Radiance Magazine. Publisher and editor. Uh, that's what I meant to say. I understand. Publisher. Yeah, yeah producer publisher thing. and uh, editor of mm-hmm. Radiance Magazine. Um, and, uh, you know, how, how does one find themselves in that position? How did this happen? Right. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I was very dissatisfied with the work I was doing. Uh, which was it, what? Uh, sales. And, and I was, I've been spiritual for a while, been involved even with an ashram in La Habra where I live for the last five years. And I said to myself one day, I, I want to start a spiritual magazine. And then I thought, well, I better... Google it to see if there's anything out there now. And there was. And Radiance Magazine was out there, but just at 70 locations. And it was mostly a part of the Temple of Light um, Spiritual Center, which was uh, being closed at that time. And the magazine was being closed. So I picked it back up. And now I've expanded it to over 650 locations. Nice. It's quite a growth. In the year and a half. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And it's in print form and digital. But in print form, it's at all these locations. It's the only one at what I call conscious locations. It's the only one at just about every conscious location uh, in most of Orange County, Long Beach, a lot of Los Angeles, and now the Inland Empire. Mm. And what is it? What is it that it's directing people to? Uh, What is it uh, radiancing? (laughs) 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 Verb form. Right. Um, It is... uh, it's illuminating for people. Uh, I mean, is it illuminating or is it radiancing? You Let's know, get that all of it. It's, <laughs> it's multidimensional. Uh, it's, it, it has articles and ads written by people who are helping people further themselves on their life path, whatever that may look like. And that's what all of this is about. Um, Radiance is, is out there helping people further themselves, but how do you further yourself? How do you, how do you get happier or how do you live a better life, a more fulfilling life? And, uh, some people might say, well, you know, you do what you want to do. Okay. Well, actually that's easier said than done. A lot of people have a hard time doing what they want to do. Um, because actually they have dreams all the time that they're not pursuing, not following because, and then they have a list of reasons. Mm Mm-hmm. And we know what those reasons, right? We, yeah. Excuses. I mean, reasons. Right, right. <coughs> Sorry. Exactly. <coughs> him, him. And, um, but, there's, but there's reasons they're there, and it's, and it's no reason to be hard on ourselves. It's part of the human condition to accumulate these excuses and reasons. And, and let's not even, they're reasons. Okay, whatever. But seeking help is, is such a valid thing to do. Um, seeking help from an esoteric acupuncturist. Um, which is so oh, you, you go to acupuncture, but actually you get some energy healing along with it. You get s- some other things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and for people who don't know much about it, that's why I like having the magazine out there. It introduces them to all these different modalities, all these different natural ways that other people out there are help are helping people all the time. And the thing is, though, it's not widely known because people don't share it mm. after they after they get an excellent reading from a from a um, an intuitive reader or psychic reader, whatever words you want to use that changed their life. And I've seen it happen right in front of my eyes. And they just like, either they cried or they were hugging the, the reader and it, and it helped them, but they don't talk about it because they don't want to be seen as strange by their friends. Excuse me. In fact, they don't want to um, even post anything about it or share about it. Or they don't even want to like, you know, when they see a, a holistic fair, a psychic fair is, is happening, they'll make a note to go, but they won't like it because they don't want their friends to see it. And I was that person. They don't want to be algorithmed. Algorithm. Mm, they don't want yeah. to be outed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As a spiritual person, come out of the spiritual closet. Yeah. So the very first uh, note from the publisher I wrote in the first issue of the magazine was about that coming out of the spiritual closet. And it happened like this. Um, I knew I should probably do yoga. I, you know, you get a, you get a little older, you're like, eh, I, I've heard it's good for you. And I rode my bike. For 10 years past this yoga studio, it looked like, or it turned out to be an ashram, which is just a house set off from the street with a couple acres of property behind it. For 10 years, I rode past it. Finally, one day I went in and I started taking yoga and it changed my life. Mm-hmm. Yoga, the breath work and all that just made me calmer, made me less argumentative and my family, you know, just, mm-hmm. it just made a difference everywhere. And I started um, getting more involved with them and doing some of the activities, and and uh, it was it's just a wonderful place. They're non-denominational, mm-hmm. so anyone can come. It's it's you know they're just a spiritual place, right? In La Habra, and uh, and I would take pictures. I love to take pictures, but I would never post them because I don't want people to think I was turning Hindu. Because <laughs> you know Hindus would go there, even though it's a spiritual place. It's not a temple. You know the Hindu temples are one thing. Ashrams, t- Hindu temples, you have a lot of rituals going on mm-hmm. but the ashrams are places where you learn what they mean and the stories behind them and so anyway i was taking these pictures and i'm like oh i really want to share them but i don't want people to see them so so what i did was uh there's a way you can just upload pictures into an album on facebook where it's just in the albums mm-hmm. but it doesn't show up in your timeline i said i'll put them there and the people who i want to see them will be able to see them but what i didn't know back then was when someone likes them Boop, they start popping up on your timeline. Boop, 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 boop. Mm. And I would see that and I would just, oh, I would break out into a sweat. Um, and I'd be, oh, my. And then, so actually, Facebook helped me because I got over that. I realized that. <laughs> Thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Because <laughs> I realized the people who aren't into what I'm into, well, they'll just vibrate away, they'll just go away. And, and they'll just, oh, Scott's in, I'm not in that. But the people who are interested will come around, will stay. And that's how it should be. It's not like it's going to be some situation in high school where you're being shamed, like some terrible fantasy, you know, that you nightmare fantasy you have, people making fun of you or something. It's like, oh, well, if you don't you like... You Hindu. Hindu, yeah. you weirdo. <laughs> you you freak. spiritual freak. Exactly. Isn't it, exactly. Isn't it funny, though, how, mm-hmm. how well indoctrinated that is in our, deep into our psyches? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. there, there's, there's this instant shame. That, that pops up. It's funny how that is. It's J.P. Sears, yeah. right? Remember he was talking about, about uh-huh. being a weirdo recently. Yes. Okay. Like that okay. thing that yeah. went around about, you know, 
you know, underneath all your business attire, you're just mm-hmm. all a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. right. Like yeah. it's the very same thing that that makes you you that you loved being as a kid. Yeah, um, essentially, authenticity is what I, in my mind, yeah. I switched it with right, authenticity. Right, right. It's like the, uh. the real you, mm-hmm. and then that very thing that you like to be is suddenly the thing that you're not supposed to be because you're worried that other people won't like you because of That's being right. you. Then ultimately, if you really think about it, the things you like about others that you really adore, it's not their normal behavior. It's the stuff yeah, that makes right. them different that's that attracts right. yeah. you to them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. Why would you want to be normal? I, you know what I excel at? I excel at being normal. Isn't that cool? Right. Yeah. Well, right. want to be like me because we want to right. fit in. We don't. We don't. You know, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You want. You know, you want to be accepted yeah. by the tribe. But yeah. the thing is, you've been pretend. You didn't know that you were doing this. Mm-hmm. A lot of people listening to this don't know they're doing it now. Perhaps it's you're pretending to fit in to something you don't even believe you're pretending, but it doesn't feel right. So it's it's a weird stress you put it an anxiety you have. Yeah. And so if you can free yourself of that, you'll live an authentic life. And yeah, the people in your family, uh, some of them, yeah, won't, won't agree with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, your That's friends. Sure. And, and, and in the spiritual community, we say they'll vibrate away, right? Because your vibration has changed, so they'll just move away. And the people who vibrate the same as you will be attracted to you. Mm-hmm. That's a great analogy, too. Yeah, and it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. You know, I, I, I sort of think that uh, that shame of um, letting the real you you know, be known is just sort of like a hangover from the Salem witch trials. You know, it's like, it's this idea that, well, if I'm really mm. me, yeah, yeah. I'll well, be executed. You well, know, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, great, ir- it's irrational though. There's a know? great meme going around that Love says, um, if you aren't doing what they would have burned you for at the stake before, then you're not really living today. That's funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. They, those, those girls burned for our freedom. Uh, let me get this straight, Scott. Okay, you took over this, um, no, this magazine magazine mm-hmm. that had basically twenty four places where it went out. Uh, Seventy, ten of them were libraries, so I cut those out. So it was okay. really sixty, and now it's in six hundred and fifty different yep. places. But wait a minute, but isn't minute. the written word dead? Come on, you know it's funny because <laughs> I just posted that uh, Barnes and Noble is opening fifteen bookstores next year. Hmm. I did see that. By oh, the way. yeah, yeah. So that's nice. It is. And it, yeah, uh, it, you know, the thing is, in niches, it works. There mm-hmm. are niches. How, how do you like to say it? niches or niches? Good question. I seen. I have a niche. Said, I scratch it. So that's all I know. I've always said niche personally. Okay, but I'm yeah, cool me, with niche. Niche, niche, niche you know? markets makes you sound very. Well, I always say niche. Makes you sound very sophisticated. Okay, so but then is niche. it a, is it an egg and much mushroom kish? Yeah, the key. Yeah, quiche. exactly. Niche kish. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, if so it's, if it's French and tasty and comes out of the oven, it's a niche. Yeah. Kind of. Well, the printed word, it, you know, when you read a sacred text, when you read the Bible, the Quran, the Kabbalah, when you read these sacred texts of any kind, people usually picture themselves holding it in their hand. Yeah. And and you you kind of you, you like the solidness of that. Yeah. Uh, it has more resonance. Yeah, we're in a room of mm-hmm. books. It's surrounded yeah. by books right now. And, and granted, millennials don't. In fact, I was talking to a millennial the other day, a very smart one, who said, oh, my God, and she's 27. They do oh my exist. God, I, can't, I couldn't imagine carrying books to class. How did, like, how did you guys do that? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, wow. You, you know, well, <laughs> uphill both ways in the snow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the you, you know, um, there's <laughs> something interesting to be said about, about books. Mm. Um, neuroscience 
seems to indicate that that holding a real piece of printed material is is much more effective it is. for certain kinds of learning, right? It is. It's more absorbing. Yeah, yeah, more absorbing. And and so so the thing is is like if if you if you are holding a book, now now we all grew up at a time when it was just books, you know, and it was it would have been very rare to read off of a screen, right? Mm. Um, but Except when you're for holding Oregon a book, Trail as a kid, but that's it. Oregon Trail. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when you're when you're holding a book, if you think about it, if you open up a book, you've got two pieces of paper you're looking at. There's four corners on each piece of paper. Right, that makes eight physical cues in space mm-hmm. that assist your memory, that assist your ability to get through the material. Right. Um, another thing about it, this is why 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 written print, you know, print is so powerful, is that um, you physically can feel how thick it is. Yep. Was it in the front? Was it towards the back? You remember? Everybody remembers taking a test and like, oh, the answer. I remember reading that. It was in the upper right corner. Like the last two thirds of the book, yeah. you know what I mean? Because all those cues actually help you learn the material better, like true. spatial learning, you might call it. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And, learning, it, and yeah. it's actually more relaxing because it it, it it's um, uh, radiating light. It's yeah. ambient light that's bouncing off. It's not emitting light, you know, which that's is right. which is a very different thing. It's different for your eye, you know. So it's it's better sometimes. It you know, <laughs> and they they've also shown it, they show you absorb it better, uh, you test better. Yeah. The students test better. Yeah. Plus, they're saying also when you read things online in digital format, um, you tend to utilize less critical thinking, and you just believe it. Yeah. So the memes. So people, yeah. you know, people need to be questioning. Okay, this meme that is challenging me. Where did it come from? And could it have come from a country that just wants to stir unrest? I'll never forget the first psychic fair I went to. I'm like, who are these people? What are these do? You know, they're, mm-hmm. it, what's up? It, it, it's hard to believe. At it's first. hard to believe. It is that gonna, people yeah. can see things that you can't see. And okay, so some are clairvoyant, some are uh, psychic, and and these these terms mean different things. Some it means you can see into the future. Some it means you can just see what's around you right now that you can't see. I, I'm telling you, I get amazed. Every every other week, because I'll get a reading, um, or I'll or I'll get a partial reading. So I, I even one of my associate editors is one of the best psychics around, and she just wants to be a part of the magazine and help it in the Inland Empire. Krista Benson, shout out. So if you ever go to one of these psychic fairs, and and they're great to go to because for like thirty bucks you get fifteen minutes or twenty five bucks, fifteen minutes with one of them, you get to sample them. I always recommend you uh, record them. And most of them, if not all, let you record. Why not? Mm-hmm. And uh, get a reading. And if you don't like them for some reason or you don't like how it went, you can try another one. It's relatively inexpensive. And you will find that you will get information that some people go to t- regular talk therapy for years. And these intuitive therapists, if you will, are giving you the same information in 15 minutes. And it's happened to me. Mm-hmm. And it happened. Uh, it happened to a friend of mine. He even posted it. He. It's funny. After he, um, Daniel Gutierrez, after he saw Terry Lynn, uh, can see, she uh, can see can see. Yep. Well, <laughs> yeah. She goes by Cantley, and it can see is the name she changed it to. She goes by that, and she's a great reader. Uh, she uses tarot cards and astrology, and in fifteen minutes or thirty, she'll give you great information that will help you in your life and 
it's funny because he's re- he's talking about her again, even though it's been two months since he saw her, because she gave him a lot of good information two months ago, and he posted something about how great it was. But she also gave information that was going to happen in two months, and it did. So when mm. it did, he said it again. You know, so amazing. It's happened mm. to me too. Um, well, you, I want to talk about that for just a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think people need to realize that we are seeing into the future. I mean, that's what the brain does. I mean, think about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's that, what we that do. That is what it does, yeah. We literally do see in the, in the future. So, okay. that's, <clears throat> that's what we're doing. Yeah, and we're just, seeing the future. Yeah, just, just yeah. To, to, to bring this down to earth a little bit. Yeah, sure. Right? This is why we can cross the street without getting hit by a car most of the time. Ah, yeah. We are predicting the future. It's it's a very near future. Mm-hmm. You're right. We're, we have very, oh, very tangible things that we're looking yes. at. We're looking at mass and speed and... You know, but we are able to piece these things together to make a really good determination as to where something will be at a certain time. So, sure. um, so, 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 you know, that, that is, uh, that is very much a version of it. It's just a simple down to earth one that everybody uses all the time. Yeah. And, and I want to also say that one doesn't necessarily need to accept someone else's explanation in order to explore the idea. So, for example, you could go to a psychic fair with um, a mind to exploring these ideas and exposing yourself to the ideas without feeling like you have to, quote unquote, drink the Kool-Aid and and believe whatever anyone's telling you or that you have to accept um, that because someone says they're talking to spirits that they're talking to spirits. You don't necessarily have to believe that. Right. You could go with an open mind. Exactly. To have the experience and just see how it fits. Like. I'm in this place and maybe this sort of (laughs) psychic space, I guess, Mm. um, within myself where I've been exposed to so much stuff that was uh, esoteric, religious, mystical at one point, and now deeply psychological and metaphorical and hypnotic on the other. And to me, finding the connection points between these things, it, it helps me to help more people and to connect with more people when I do that. Right. I haven't, to be honest, really ever found anything that couldn't be put into a metaphor usefully ever. Hmm. And I've seen some pretty incredible things. I've also, as I've shared with you, Satch, um, been to some pretty amazing people who are self-described psychics who have told me some pretty incredible things. I have myself witnessed my own uh, envisioning process uh, surprise me at times. And yet I maintain a space of um, skeptic, uh, skepticism, skepticism, mm-hmm. even within my own experience. I, yeah. I mean, yes, I've I've <laughs> fallen into a trance, grabbing someone's hand before and told them all about their father and the sickness their father had, and seeing it, remote viewing this whole scene and detail. There you go. Look mm-hmm. at you. And I would definitely consider that a remote viewing, clairvoyant mm-hmm. experience. You bet. Partly kinesthetic, partly visual. And it was completely accurate, all the things that I had said. I, I had only known this gal for maybe an hour or something like that, mm-hmm. and I had only just then been asked to do it. Th- these are, there's been moments. So I cannot deny that I have a subjective experience of something called a psychic vision. However, yeah. I still don't necessarily accept that there's only one explanation for what that is yeah, oh, no. yeah. Uh, oh, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm gonna introduce something because yeah. this yeah. is something we talk a lot about on the show is mm. well, we we have a term that we use here open-minded skepticism yes yeah cool. and we are open-minded skeptics and yeah. so this is exactly what we're talking about right here yeah. right you what? should be skeptical 
so long as your mind is open. Right. You should have an open mind so long as you keep a healthy skepticism. And those two balance each other. Those are checks and balances. We need well, them. That what famous I was saying of just not so open that your brains fall out. Yeah, right. What I would, <laughs> what I would introduce to this as well is um, what your heart is telling you. Because the brain yeah. isn't the only... Right. And man, brother. Yeah. yeah. And oh. your gut. Yeah, open-hearted yeah. skeptics. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the process of asking your head, your heart, and your gut has been something I've been working with for years now, and it's very, very uh, useful to ask yourself those questions. If you can get good at getting a separate uh, manifestation of an answer, because some people it's all blurred together, but if you can get to the point where you really can truly ask your head, ask your heart, ask your gut mm. separately. I love that. That's great. Know? Well, and it's interesting because when you talk about the gut, you're talking about the body, and the body has a knowledge that the brain doesn't have, and we mm -hmm. can... The body has its own brain that, you know, we would do well to listen to more often. Um, and it's but, linguistic tricks because brain is body. Do you okay. know what I mean by that? Like, well, like I see what you're saying, and I'm just sort of adding on to that, saying like, sure. I'm also noticing that that there's this linguistic issue of how we describe things, and that's often the only difference between people is literally the way they're describing it, but it it appears as an outsider that they're talking about the same thing in two different ways. Yeah, it could be yeah. different conversations, could be semantics, but I believe, I mean, the, you know, the gut's useful, but I believe that we have a higher self that we can access, like our soul, mm. through the heart. Mm. Mm. But we're born, and it, unless you're born an Aboriginal or Native American or something where they're they're very soulful, they're very connected to the earth and to family and to each other, uh, without all the artifice, yeah, you know. Uh, so most of us are born into that kind of world, into the matrix, and we're told this is what you do to act right, to look right, do the right thing, and we we cement over like a parking lot. We cement over our our, our true needs, our true authenticity. Yeah. So we spend our lives getting back at the, you know, breaking through the concrete of that parking lot we put over our, the earth of our bodies. I'm struggling for metaphor here, but um, to do that though, there is a, there is a guiding light. We all have a, a guiding light, a, uh, and that's, that's our higher self. And the higher self is, is always happy, always content, can't, is, is eternal. In fact, not even eternal, as Muji would say, out of time. Hmm. And then we have our ego making plans. But then what happens is, as we grow older, um, it could happen at any age. But we we start to realize we're we're not happy. We're getting sick. We're depressed. We're we're anxious. We are stressed, and and we're unhappy for some reason. And the reason generally is because we're out of alignment with what we came here to do. So many of us believe that we came here for a reason. We were born to certain parents for a reason in a certain society. For reason to accomplish something mm. and the journey of and of course the memory is wiped because if it wasn't there'd be no adventure no journey and we're we're here to accomplish that to have that discovery that those revelations and to and then to live into it which means going against what you came from but then we need to also be thankful of where we came from because if it weren't for that we wouldn't have the contrast and that's why we're in this dualistic existence to have that contrast because if we're all up in just, you know, if you want to call it heaven and we're all having a great time or actually not even a great time because there's no contrast to, to compare it to. You just are, you're a drop of water in the ocean or you're in the, you are the ocean, but until you're that drop of water, you don't know what it is to be, to experience itself. So that is what many people believe is the reason for our existence 
to experience mm. and to enjoy the experience. And you can't do that until you unknow what you know of being the ocean and become a drop. So live, have fun, experience life, mm-hmm. love it. Um, it's okay to be selfish in that regard. When you are fully selfish and you take care of yourself, you will come to realize that other people's happiness will be inspired action that comes out of that. So it's not, you know what I mean? So a lot of people think, oh, how can I be selfish? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm going to ignore the people. Well, for a moment, maybe while you're figuring it out. But once you figure it out, the inspired action that'll come from that will be to do that. You'll, you'll be a great person. Mm. That's authenticity. That's authenticity. You're not doing yeah. it to get other people to like you. You're doing it from your heart because it's in alignment with your soul, what you came here to do. Well, we do have the gift, um, potentially, as human beings, to um, find meaning. And we are meaning-making um, animals. So mm-hmm. um, we have that gift that we can apply to any situation, like looking for silver lining. You know, behind every uh, great cloud is the sun. You know, you can, you can find and look for that. And, and that seems to be a good survival um, technique. Or do you believe you chose to be born here? You know, um, beliefs like that... Are don't things, resonate with you. They don't. They don't resonate with me okay. very deeply. I, it's sure. more like I'm aware of many different possibilities, and sometimes uh, one fits a little more than others. But I've never really found uh, something that just fits all the way, except for this sort of like meta understanding that we're here to live, um, you know, as fully as we can, and to be yes. who we truly are meant to be, and that only we know who we're truly meant Perfect. to be. No one else really does just mm. us yeah um they can often if they're uh, through circumstance or through some other mysterious means able to show us something that helps us along the way we usually call those people friends hmm. you know yeah um and and they they enlighten us a bit they give us uh, they keep us interested in our own enlightenment they keep us interested in finding out more about but our greatest teachers many times are not the friends necessarily and that's another reframe which i love i mean that's our ability to again find that silver lining because some people just shoot those people right yeah (laughs) you know what i mean i mean so what you're saying metaphorically yeah or or physically (laughs) (laughs) and 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 that's the thing um that is great is that we can turn those things if we want to we can look for uh, and, and it's often a good survival mechanism too. If you think about holistically, yeah. um, you know, it certainly um, makes much more sense for us to find healing and healthy solutions than violent ones. Oh yeah. I think it's important to note that in answer to your original question, Scott, how you answer that question will shape your life. Exactly. So that's what I do yeah. believe. If you want to ask about beliefs, I believe that. Yeah. So I'm more likely to say that that would be what I would call a meta-belief. I have a lot of meta-beliefs, or maybe a few meta-beliefs that are mm-hmm. important to me. And okay. one of them is that belief is a tool and that it shapes your reality. So that's, that's pretty important to me. Um, that's pretty much at the core. So I reserve the right to believe what I need to believe in order to achieve what I need to achieve. Well, and I think we're living it now. Mm-hmm. I think we're doing it now, and that's why we're, we're talking and uh, we're having this experience getting together the four of us to do this uh, we at some level we're aligned with it we know that this is what we're meant to do yep. that's why we're here at it's what 10 10 30 and having this conversation um we love this i think yeah we're here to experience mm-hmm. we're here to have fun yeah and live and grow and expand and to know no limits 
and just keep going and just keep experiencing. Zero and if that's not minutes. happening, yeah. look at why that is not happening. In, what is it? The um, What life is not worth living? The unexamined life right. is not worth living. Mm. Right. Who was that again? A famous philosopher? Mm. According to Plato, it was Socrates who said that. Oh, excellent. Yeah. That the okay. unexamined life is not worth living. Listening to the Authenticity Show with your hosts Carlos Casados and Satch Purcell. Up next, Carlos and Satch continue their conversation with Scott Ware. I think um, one thing that uh, is really helpful uh, with the whole mindfulness movement, you know, uh-huh. is you know we're just talking about you're just describing mm-hmm. um, habits and routines, mm-hmm. right? And so it's worth taking a moment to go and look at habits and routines and say, why do we, why do we develop them? What is the purpose for having habits? Why do I have a morning routine? Why do I have a bedtime routine? You know, a showering yeah. routine, right? Um, because routines and habits are energy-saving mechanisms. We save energy by sure. falling into habits. Because to be very aware, to be mindful... Um, requires a lot of energy. So saving energy in that sense makes sense in a logical way, but yes. in a living life to the fullest way. Right. I don't right. know. Now, yeah. yeah, no. So the thing is, is it takes a lot of energy to pay attention all the time. It's exhausting, which is why you start a new job and you're tired the first couple of weeks and then you develop your habits and you're actually I would suggest tired, it's exhausting you know? because yeah. we haven't learned how to tap into the energy of the field. Yeah. We're using yeah. our own only. Right, exactly. And, and we'll, we'll, it's a conscious process, not an unconscious process. Yeah, exactly. And so the thing is... We're is, not used to that. That's a muscle we're not used to working. That's the point. Yeah. That, that's the whole reason I mentioned that is it's because... Just that it's unlearned. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We have to develop it, you know, mm. and, and uh, it does. It takes a certain amount of strength to be able to enjoy being aware all the time. That's why they call it a practice. So, yeah, right, exactly. It's, Work it. Well, flow, flow happens or it, it, it springs out of um, having familiarity. Mm. When you when you mm-hmm. have a certain sense of familiarity, you can mm-hmm. slip into flow by yeah. um, allowing yeah. yourself to become fully absorbed in the moment. Um, but if you don't know what you're doing, and if your mind is busy, uh, it's unlikely that you're going to go into flow because you're using such a you know conscious mind approach. It's not really going to happen. When you talk about you flow know? like that, it reminds me of Zen and the art of archery. Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. Because you're practicing something to to accomplish something, and then when it comes to be the moment, because you've practiced it so much, you don't even need to do it. You it's just become one you. with the target, yeah. And then the arrow finds the target. You don't even remember releasing it. Yes, yeah. it's as if it's not you because yeah. the you that you normally identify as you is the conscious mind. Right. When you mentioned duty the first time, I thought of one thing. I think of is is um, the person who feels a duty to defend their country and in enlist in the army or the armed services yeah. to defend their country. And That's it's ama- tribal thinking. Well, it's amazing because uh, if you would politically, you would call me more liberal than conservative, certainly. But one thing I think a lot of liberals overlook is the people who largely defend the country at that level are those kinds of people, conservative mainly, who have this, this duty to defend the country. We've seen them, we've known them personally. Mm -hmm. And I, I admire that. And I, and I get, 
I think they were just born to be that. And maybe their last life, they were a Roman gladiator or they were, I don't know what, but you know, they came here to, to do that. And I, I revere that it's, 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 it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't yeah. agree maybe politically with sure. someone. Yeah, no, I get it. Very, yeah. It's very admirable. It, it yeah, seems, it seems admirable. like, um, you know, and I think we're in a good company to talk about it like this, uh, here because we're pretty open-minded, um, and open-hearted and open-hearted <laughs> and open-gutted. No, we're not open-gutted here. The soul. Yeah, we but our, our, gut, our guts aren't open. Please do not open your gut in public here. We, we, yeah, we have no. to maintain some decorum. Absolutely. Okay, but open heart, open mind, that's all good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, there's, a, there's a point, at least in my thinking, where conservatism, liberalism, there's a happy place, if you wind back the clock, where... You could have dinner together and drink yes. wine together and talk about things and disagree and agree. Well, about there was stuff. such a thing as conversation yeah, and the dialogue, you know, dialogue. whatever happened to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and went out civil- the window. Lately. Well, it's funny because there was a movie called Bonfire of the Vanities uh, that was based on a book by Thomas Wolfe. And, and there was this famous scene at the end where oh, Morgan Freeman was a judge. And he, he basically he told everyone in the, his courtroom, his New York courtroom, to shut the heck up. And he said, where is your decency? Where has the decency gone? <laughs> and he gave this speech on decency. Yeah. And, and people have just forgotten it. And I, and I remember when the internet was young, one of the things that got passed around at first was everything I knew, everything I know I learned in kindergarten. That was oh, a right. book by Robert Fulgram. Yeah, yeah what I color is your parachute that. or something, right? No, what, what this one was, like the first one was share. Like that was the first rule. Okay. The second one was clean up after yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, basic common sense thing yeah. that kind of were distilled from what we would call virtues, which is an old fashioned word now. Right, right. So, and then, then that went away. That seems quaint. Now it's like dog eat dog, get what you can, because we feel we have people in office that are doing that in public office. And We've gone so far away. Something like the word virtue seems so quaint. No one even says that word anymore. What's it? What is a virtue? Are we even teaching that in school? You know, <laughs> I'm what so is that? old school. I yeah. just said that earlier today in a conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. We're, that's why I said we're in good company yeah. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like we we need to start a new trend where it's considered totally badass to be able to handle tough conversations with eloquence. You know, Agreed. Like, like that's it's, what's beautiful. It's, it's the yeah. new, the, yeah. the, the, the well, political you, eloquence badass training. Yeah. And you can do that. The place to do that is in public squares of some kind. And I, I've read some articles where the, the, that still exists in some cities. Like one writer was saying, I'm a liberal, but I'm, a, I'm in the volunteer fire department in my little town. Mm-hmm. And I work with guys who have the totally different position of me politically. That's great. But we can talk and we can hang. And we get that we have differences. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you, you, Carlos, we wear, we wear these braces, we wear crystals, we wear things, you know, mm-hmm. and that looks different to people. They're like, what the heck is that? Your necklace you're pulling out? Okay. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you too. Okay. Well, we're yeah. all just flashing. Bora tribe, baby. Talk Bora about tri- tribal. Bora tribe in, in uh, <laughs> Peru. Yeah. Shungite. 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 Okay. Excellent. <laughs> so, and, and that looks different to somebody who, you know, Whatever. Yeah. That's not into that. But we should all be able to get along. And, and I think the pendulum 
swings that way and it's going to swing back and the pendulum the, not to use a new age term but you know the pendulum exactly the pendulum <laughs> and and the forefathers of this country were brilliant and or lucky yeah <laughs> to devise a system um where it does swing where it's a it's a living breathing kind of government the, the checks and balances it's imperfect but the best we can find so far and um it's 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 swinging back yeah, and th- that's a great example. Oliver no. was talking about exactly that, the pendulum. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about, you, who, who's it, you were, was it John Kabat-Zinn? No. And you were telling me that, that he was suggesting that the, instead of the eagle, that the symbol for the United States should be the pendulum, because oh. that's actually a meme that happens over and over again, and it has happened since the very beginning and continues to happen, is that it swings massively, boom, 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 like you're saying, Scott. Yeah. And and that that's a much more apt, um, you know, symbol metaphor for the United States. Yeah, because but people already like, think we're just this big swinging pendulum in the world. You know, we got the big swinging <laughs> pendulum. So hey, Oliver Altine, button in here. I just wanted to get this right. The quote was actually from Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, and she said, "The true symbol of the United States is not the bald eagle; it is the pendulum. And when the pendulum swings too far in one direction, it will go back." So yeah, RBG. And I heard this on an episode of More Perfect, which is a fantastic podcast about the Supreme Court. Okay, back to the conversation. So anyway, yeah, agree. Totally agree. Well, now let's swing back, if you will, <laughs> to spirituality because pendulum is an awesome tool. Have you guys ever used it? Yes. I've seen it done. I've not done it myself. but So I just got a great lesson in it because there were times... And here's the thing, it's it's sort of also like, okay, so if you have a question to ask and you want to know the answer, our heads get in the way so often of the in, intrinsic wisdom that we have in our spirit, in our body, whatever you want to call it. And we can't hear it we can, you know, because this is so loud. The monkey brain is the lizard brain, whatever, so loud. So uh, we can use uh, muscle testing or we can use the pendulum. It's all the same thing. Um, some people can just, you don't need the pendulum. You can just ask yourself. And then if you, if you're sensitive enough, you just listen to the first thing that comes in your head. That's it. Yeah. Um, ideal motor response is what they call okay. that in, there you, in go. you know, psychology and hypnosis, things like that. Sure. Yeah. And someone just taught me the other day, don't forget to flick your pendulum. Now, <laughs> is this a PG family? No, I'm just, no, it's not a family show. You can say you flick can, the pendulum. You can say what you want. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Boy. Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, give I'm this good. man some whiskey, and you yeah. see, you see what I'm flicking the okay. He starts whipping out his pendulum, and, oh, get, and gets gets crazy. Um, well, that was pretty interesting when you guys whipped out your your necklaces. That was that oh, was yeah, very. Yeah. Yeah. This is an actual cross section. This, this here, this can you guess what that is? I can't. Um, no, I can't guess. It what is an it is. ayahuasca. Dude. So this is the ayahuasca van. So you keep it under vine. glass when an emergency it's not under glass. break? Yeah, break glass, exactly. When, okay. No, it's just polished. It's not under glass, but it looks okay. like it. Yeah, it's just polished. Um, but it's an ayahuasca vine, and it's, it's a citrine. Okay. Underneath it. But yeah, it was, Where were we? we were pendulum. pendulum. Swinging pendulum. There we go. Back Swinging. Pendulum. Okay. I was taught recently that if you flick it, that'll get you. So, for instance, for people who don't know, you can take almost anything... Uh, on a chain with a, a weighted end and get the answers. It'll swing, uh, let's say, back and forth for yes, sideways for no. And you can ask, okay, 
is my name and you state your name and you see which way the pendulum goes. You hold it a certain way so that it's sort of bent in your fingers. Um, you don't just hold it like this. You sort of, yeah. Mm. Oh, so, so that you're, okay. So yes. that you're, 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 Ideomotor motor movements will influence it. Okay, that's right. That sense. You're not overriding it with your with your ego brain giving an answer that you think you it should be. And um, any answer you want or any question you want to ask, you have it right there. And it's sort of the same thing as this. This is the easiest way: is muscle testing when you're just standing. Ask yourself. What'll happen is a yes generally is you'll start leaning forward. Right. A no is leaning backwards. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so ask yourself, okay, is my name this? And you'll usually find yourself leaning forward. If it's some, some people's back is yes and the, and the opposite. And you start testing it on some things you know and then ask us some things you don't know. Or even some people at the grocery store or in the refrigerator, they'll say, should I eat this now? And your body will lean forward if you should and the body will lean backwards if you should. Mm. And your body knows what you should. So that's, that's very interesting. That's yeah, a great yeah. diet. That's very, very interesting. I don't know what you do, yeah. your pendulum diet, your muscle test diet, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people, um, and I've had this experience of um, something just sort of flying out of my hand, and it was a twitch, obviously, but um, at the time I thought about, you know what, I didn't, I'm not going to eat that. Yeah, exactly. I just sort of went with it. You listened. Mm. I could have you just said, it, said well, that present. was a random thing, but you know, I don't think it was. See, okay, now what you just said was very interesting. He, he just talked about a sign, mm-hmm. a sign from the universe. Or, or your from body, my body. Body, okay. Yeah, my deep mind. That you should not eat that. And we most people will discount that because they don't know that oh. the universe is conscious and is helping us, is in league with us. Yes. Mm. And mm. if you are just open and present in the moment, yes. it will tell you things, or your body's telling you things, you toss that away, yeah. don't eat that. A couple of examples uh, mm. that were even more intense than that. Um, I almost... So, so I got... To go in my car, I was going to go in to see a client, and I was in a hurry, and I was about to get in the car, and I was about to sit in the seat, and suddenly, I my body froze. Yeah, and I'm like, "What the hell?" And I looked down, and there was a needle oh. face up where I would wow. have sat down. I see your finger pointing up, so it's like I yeah, and it was yeah. like, um, at the time, I saw that as um, a very negative omen. Or as a potential um, intentional thing, I don't. There was somebody around oh. me that uh, had some very oh. negative intentions around me. Perhaps wanted and, you to be hurt. Yeah, and mm. so it was either they they placed it there and they thought it would be like great if I sat on it, or um, it was literally just some kind of manifestation of some other thing. But um, I caught it. And I can't tell you how many times I've caught things like that. I've caught bits of glass in food. I bits of metal mm, in food. Yeah. I've not I've I've almost sat on needles. Um I was having a conversation with somebody when the fan the blade of the fan above me on the head flew off and I ma- I maintained the conversation looking at them eye to eye raising my forearm and blocked the flying blade wow. and continued to finish the sentence while mm. it flopped onto the ground. Well, you're just a badass. That's, well, that was like saying. Jedi shit, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I would say that we were talking about unconscious, we're talking about you know yeah. your deep mind signaling you when you're connected. <laughs> Seamus mm-hmm. tells the story about our um a mutual friend John um, you know, trying to stab at him with the with the the sword and he raised his teacup and deflected the oh. you know, and 
it was just a perfect yeah. Taoist moment, you know, totally, and, and it was totally. it was classic, you know, because yeah. Seamus was just smiling with his big teeth, you know, and just uh-huh. ding, and he just kind of deflected uh, the sword stab. You it was know, just perfect, and yeah. it was just kind of he was present, in very the present in the moment. Yeah, it was just yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I think um, ideomotor responses are something that I use from time to time. I used it today, earlier this afternoon, with or this morning with a client who. Um, had a let's call it an anxiety or a phobia or something like that, mm. and I helped him to go into trance. And then I asked his body to tell me what a yes is, what a no is, mm. and what an I don't know sure. is. And I literally just asked his unconscious mind, "Will you clear this for him?" And he said, "Yes." Oh. I said, "Okay, go ahead and do it, and let me know when you've done it. When you do it, give me a yes." Sir. Okay, and it's done. Cool. Is it completely done? Great. It's, nice. And he gave me the signal. Mm, so then I said, nice. "Okay, so can we come back out now?" And we came back out. And of course, I asked him about it. Of course, the, the the phobia was gone because he went deep enough where his conscious mind could be bypassed, and he could just literally ask his unconscious mind to just take care of it. So it was gone. Beautiful, good work. But that's in a way that's the same to me as pendulum because yeah, it's mm-hmm. the body has a response and it can give you a twitch or a tension or a release based upon something that it knows. And scientifically, they have studied this for a while now they've they've hooked people's intestines up their heart their brain and their muscles and they've shown them pictures that they either like or dislike their body knows before their brain does Mm -hmm. yes yeah yeah it's amazing the wisdom of the body like a split second before Mm. and so it makes sense that muscle testing Mm -hmm. if you get good at it would provide at least if nothing else some useful information Mm. about how you feel about something sure So the interesting thing about all this is listening and, and whether you're listening to your intuition, which I believe is, is source your connection mm-hmm. to everything. Yeah. Um, listen, I mean, Einstein said either everything is a miracle or nothing's a miracle and you can live either way. And I believe everything is a miracle and, but it's the same thing actually, but I, I choose to believe everything's miraculous and Okay, so one thing I've learned being in this industry with Radiance Magazine is that I've learned that the keys to the universe were given to us and they're are as to use as guides, and they are things that most people don't associate with that. And science is one, but tarot is another. Yeah, uh, astrology is another, numerology is another. These are all things that were given to us, and I'm telling you, I got three astrological readings in the last year. And they were all the same. They mm. described the same kind of person mm-hmm. with the same pitfalls, you know, that I could avoid or not avoid, mm-hmm. and the same characteristics. They couldn't have been you guys. They were for me three, and mm. two of them were printed out for me. Natal charts I could just put up like this, you know, and match up almost mm. perfectly. Wow, amazing! But wow. but. The true gift is every everyone has their own interpretation. So, and I don't mean wildly different. I mean I got a different flavor from each of them. So each of them were beneficial to me. And but that just showed me that was confirmation that this stuff works. It's real, and it's um, you know Sir Isaac Newton and 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 all these these other 
people who we you know we know were basically were scientists of their time yeah following the almanacs and there's there's the reason i mean the planets are moving and and they have and everything's energy and the planets have a certain pull the moon has a pull and all that and that has effects and when you are born at a certain point and there's a certain alignment that means something and it's like these in, in invisible wires all connected and when as they start to move that moves your life i don't know if you've ever done this but there's a big thick book you can get at the bookstore called it's i think it's called the book there's several of them the book of numerology and what it is is every page is a different page of the year so you can find your birthday oh yeah it's a book of, the book of numbers or the book of days or something yeah, book like of, that. yeah exactly yeah. and it's yeah. so fun at parties so and I'll, I, I did this for years before I got in this industry. I would have yeah. these books. I'd say, okay, who wants their birthday read? And we'd all sit around. Mm-hmm. And people, I'm July 28th. Okay. And you'd read July 28th. And you would nail that person. Right. Mm-hmm. 80% of it was dead on to right. that person. It had the uh, astrology. It had the numerology. And they're like, whoa. And everyone else is saying, yes, that is so you. You are that. You're the... It's amazing. And it's what's interesting is... Uh, so I'm 52, and I remember reading in those books for years. It said at the age of 51 or 52, you would have this huge shift. And man, mm-hmm. it was I, I'm like, wow. I want to, mm. yeah, kind of enter into this with a Niels Bohr quote. Okay, Niels Bohr, you know what? Yep. A, what a mental slouch he was, right? Right. He said, "Everything we call real is made of things that cannot be regarded as real." That's right. Mm. And of course, there was a context around Well, the best that. things in life are invisible. Yeah. It's another way of saying mm-hmm. Yeah. And quantum physics, and it, you know, it was obviously he was referring to, is, you know, it's, it's pretty bizarre stuff. And mm-hmm. love, you know. And love, yeah, true. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, more, more specifically, it's like these things that we consider matter, these, these physical things are, are made up of very unsolid things, mostly space, mm-hmm. right? As, as we've heard I yeah. don't have the science background to know that, but that's what we hear, right? Space mm-hmm. and vibration. Um, and I want to say also that, um, and, and Satch, you know this about me, I'm, um, I, I use astrology as a kind of guiding... Um, light? A guiding light, yeah. A, a kind of a, a thing on my whiteboard that mm-hmm. I consider, along with a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Along sure. with spirosomatics, along with NLP, along with a lot of stuff. And it's important to me. At the same time, open-minded skepticism yeah. involved, right? Sure, yeah. I don't necessarily believe that it's, as you said, like influences of rays or magnetism or light. It might be. I'm totally open to that possibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's what's influencing us. Sometimes I think that it's, an, it's just an interesting idea to think about synchronicity, like mm-hmm. Jungian style, you know, like when Carl Jung was referring to how how because we're in a closed system that these things that we've noticed as patterns can be found when we look at our lives. We can look at our psychology. We can look at the choices we make mm-hmm. and the basics of living life, you know, life uh, or birth, life, death, you know, that the, the, there are things in common, these cycles and stuff. And that maybe um, as we find these matching patterns out there, there's something to what happens as our brains start to look for that over the course of time as human beings who become wiser and wiser and then share their wisdom along the way and pass it down. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't surprise me is what I'm saying that three different astrologers said had three more or less matching mm. charts. That alone doesn't tell me um, that 
astrology is true. What it tells me is that the principles are well known by the people who form the charts and that they would be terrible astrologers if it didn't somewhat match. But they but they described things about me that did not apply to you. And that's the key. Mm-hmm. That is that's that was like oh my god yeah, that yeah. is so and in fact right. it was so embarrassing because it showed part. my weaknesses in 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 detail. Yes. That, that couldn't belong to anyone else in exactly this pattern in exactly this way. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. The devil is in the details. Yeah. Right? God. And, well, hey. I would say in this case. Evil is only live backwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> God is only dog backwards. That's but right. anyway, um, uh, Damon S. Deus inversus. God is only the devil in reverse. There was a story that Neil Donald Walsh wrote. He wrote the Conversations with God books. And he wrote this story called, uh, or he channeled the story called The Little Soul. Yes, and, I love that. Mm, oh, God, that's a tearjerker. Yeah. Love it. Well, mm. and it was, Little Soul in the Sun, right? I believe so. Yeah. Do you, do you know? Maybe you know. I know the story, yeah. Okay, because the, the version I know, I don't remember the book that he wrote, but I remember the story he told in the Conversation with God book. And it was um, A Soul Came Forth. Um, out of the light okay yeah Yeah. help me with this um so uh god and the angels and everyone's sitting around or in in holding court or whatever and the soul came forward and said um i'd like to go down to earth oh you're not happy here no yeah i'm very happy it's all great everything's so wonderful there's i have everything but i've heard of this thing called forgiveness and i would love to experience forgiveness and god said okay that's great but you know you'll um to experience that, we'll have to send someone down with you to smite you mm-hmm. so that you can experience forgiveness. And you know, it'll require a lot of love from that person. And one soul stepped forward and said, I'll do it. I love you enough that I'll go down and smite you. And that's all I remember the story. Yeah. But that's the basic the basic thing. So and he make, well, yeah, and, and just, just to, to add to that, mm-hmm. um, I love you so much that I'm willing to go down and do this terrible thing to you that... Mm-hmm. Um, so that you can experience um, union again, to, to, to uh, the separateness and the, and the becoming whole again, there you the go. forgiveness part. And all I ask is that when I do this, mm. please remember that we are whole, that we are part of this greater yes. thing, that we love each other, that, that we're part of this bigger picture, and that I'm only doing this to help you. If you can just remember that. And so then, of profound. course, the little soul says, oh, 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 I promise. Thank you so much. I promise I'll do that. I promise, I promise, I promise. Mm. And that's 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 the really important part. That's the it part is. that that um, really was, it, it kind of got me. Like, it ah, kind of, like, yeah. oh, I could feel it in my heart. It just made me want to cry. Just yeah. so beautiful um, as an idea. So whoever um, did whatever to us, whatever bully, whatever aggressor in any way, shape, or form, that was our greatest teacher. Yeah, it's gorgeous. To have us experience union again. That's why we're here. People say, why all the suffering? How else do you achieve union? <laughs> I don't know why I In went your like best that. Yiddish yeah. accent. Yeah, that's, that's right. perfect. I did yeah. it a few times earlier. So. Yeah. 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 That's, <laughs> it's just so evocative when you do it that way. I know. It's, it's, it's very persuasive. <laughs> it yeah. is. Yes. It's very um, persuasive. Well, thank you for inviting me here to your show. Hell yeah. It was a yeah, wonderful sharing conversation and whiskey and uh, uh, 
vermouth. Apple slices, dark chocolate. Oh it's all gosh. Vermouth. Vermouth with grapefruit, grapefruit slices. Grapefruit, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Tea. Tea. Yeah. Especially conversation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You've been listening to The Authenticity Show with your hosts, Carlos Casados and Satch Purcell. Very special thanks to our guest today, Scott Ware. If you'd like to get in touch with Scott, you can go to radiancemagazine.org or you can check out his podcast, The Wherewithal. Three words, W-A-R-E, with all. This show was produced by Oliver Altine. That's me. Our theme music, which you're listening to right now, is also composed by me. Please remember to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're all over the place. Also find us on Facebook. Check us out on YouTube. And you can find our website at AuthenticityShow.com. Thanks for listening and have an authentic day.